It's another week in the Foyer Reference household, and it is another Foyer Reference edition of Killer Doll Action. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're talking about the beloved big old Tilly's Chucky's franchise. <laughs> that was a whole mouthful. I couldn't even motorboat it right. But clearly. <laughs> I, I wouldn't necessarily consider Annabelle. Would you? Are there any other killer dolls? Tokitina from the Twilight Zone. You are a man of quality, OT. Mm-hmm. Questionable in every other way, but a man of quality. <laughs> Always. Let's get on with the show. Friends and Ronnie Chang lovers, welcome back to the Four Year Reference Podcast. You got your host, Katie. And Doty. Upload dance sequence to the rhythm of consumerism, cutie bosses, and children tease. <laughs> Create technology to fill the very gaps that make us human with Megan this week. Woohoo! Wow, wow. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> In those three sides, you've summarized the movie. Well, let's get into <laughs> let's get into general stats and information. Thanks to Universal for inviting us to the preview screening of Megan. Uh, this film, James Wan. If those that are fans of Malignant, we love Malignant, don't we, OT? We do. Um, we didn't cover it on the main podcast, but just rest assured, friends and lovers, we are the atomic monster of it all. Um, um, if you are ever so learned, I guess while we're here, the the dream team of Lee Winnell, James Wan, um, we weren't into the Saw Gore, so we didn't cover that. But very early, um, we did do Upgrade and eventually we will cover The Invisible Man. Yep. Aldous Hodges better hawk roll, am I right? <laughs> he was packing a hawk in those sweatpants. But who am I but a humble film person? Wow. Well, maybe the Rock's boulders do it for you. I don't know, OT. They do, just like it does for many other millions of people. That's why the Rock is in everything, literally, so... But we did say in the Christmas rankings that just happened that Batista and um, John Cena are at the top for me. Yeah, yeah. Oversaturation is a thing. We do have valid criticisms um, of Megan and obviously things we enjoyed, but more Batista, I would say, would always never hurt. 100%. So this film was directed by Gerard Johnston. It is a story by James Wan, ever so lovely, beautiful quality. Uh, writer, screenplay, Akella Cooper in regards to stars, Alison Williams, Violet McCraw, Ronnie Chang. Need to give more and more a shout out to the actual Megan team. Um, Amy Donald is a very young girl from New Zealand who convincingly did the physicality of Megan. Impressive. Yeah. And Jenna Davis did the voice of Megan. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I would say that Megan was a film that was most anticipated for us to watch at the top of 2023. Mm-hmm. So let's get into, and don't worry, OT, I do have separate themes where we can talk about horror and dolls and all that sort of thing. Maybe even toys if you're feeling nasty. <laughs> I think that's more of the Chucky franchise, right? It is. With it Red is. Man. It is. People don't give Redman enough respect for the Chucky franchise. He was there for but a second. <laughs> More than Buster Rhymes <laughs> in Halloween. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. We're horror heads and hip hop heads, friends and lovers. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. 
malfunction, malfunction, malfunction. Uh, so let's get into your first impressions, my love. I was eager. I was excited to watch this movie. Yeah. You know, uh, ever since we watched the trailer, we were in it. We were sold. Straight away. Straight away. I was ready for something to to rival Chucky. Oh, it's a space... It's a space dominated by Chucky and I was ready for a shakeup. But you feel like the team had the cojones to pull it off. Is that what the difference was? Or were you just putting all of your hopes and dreams? You know how the, the most recent Chucky where they sort of made Chucky a bit more AI forward? Yes. So I expected something of that scale. Like less done. voodoo, more technology. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was there for it. You know, it's a space that's super ignored yeah. and there was room for something else. And I felt yeah. Megan was ready to come and take it. So when when I went to watch it, you know, it was an, it was an early screening. We it was a mood, mm-hmm. which is good. But then it started so promisingly, but halfway through, you realized that the target audience was casted much larger than what mm-hmm. I thought it would be, and that just diluted the movie a bit too much for what I thought it would. Because I was ready for it to just skyrocket, mm. but. It reached the stratosphere and thought, I ain't going farther. I'm coming back down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't wasn't for that. I I felt like there was a really big missed opportunity with this. I was ready to just go, not terrifiers level, but just (laughs) don't don't curtail. Don't hold yourself back by a PG-13 rating. Mm. Um, And I felt like Megan was a movie that had to be R-rated for it to be a fully recognized franchise launch. Okay. Okay. I'm downloading what you are uploading, OT. Mm-hmm. Art OT the clown, if you're nasty. <laughs> I think the skeleton of this film definitely works. There might need to be some QA testing because there's a little bug. Um, there's some bugs in the software. There's some bugs in the hardware. I would say that like exactly like you said, there needed to be more market research because it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily all the way to a Chucky, for example. Um, but it was also mature enough to be able to go there. Mm. And I, I think, yeah, the, the rating definitely didn't suit the subject matter in which they could have gone. There were some scenes that I think the red flag was when the dog sort of, when Megan sort of killed the dog. Or uh, there was an insinuation that dog the dog... lovers in this house. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't looking for seeing a, a, Megan kill the dog live, but yeah. I just knew that, okay, so they're not going to show us this. They're probably not going to show us a lot of other things that Megan will do. Off screen. Yeah. yeah. And we'll make it off screen and make it all PG. And I was like, oh, that's sort of such a that's sort of a bummer. You know, I, I yeah. expected I expected them to dive right in with the with the goriness and even the gratuitiness of it all. Yeah. I think the the ingredients of the film afforded for a more mature content but it was hampered by the rating i would say it did and i think one of the things that i try and avoid are interviews especially with the cast you know and <laughs> you're like act you dumb babies <laughs> I, <wanna hear> you. <laughs> I don't know i don't want to know if you're a real person um no like ronnie chang mentioned that hey whoa i don't like this association thank you no very no, much. no no ronnie chang mentioned that they had filmed everything and it was gory and they just scaled it back. Yeah. And I'm like, why the hell did you do that? If it, if you film that way, we need a director's cut. Mm. 
We need for them to go back and show us everything that they intended with the movie. Forget the rating. Forget trying to get everyone to watch the movie. You know, the worst thing you can do is try to get, make it generalist and try and get to the biggest sort of audience. Because then again, you you water down. You don't get a fan base. You don't get a super, you know, you don't get the Megan heads. We need that for them to go. Why do they sound like they were storming the Capitol? That doesn't. (laughs) They would have had killer dance moves, but they don't sound like they would be someone. See, this movie will never cause an insurrection. They needed to make something that will make a small section of people love it so much. They would fucking storm the Capitol. Just tell us you're replacing. (laughs) Just tell us you're replacing Delroy Lindo on the good fight. (laughs) (laughs) There was an air of potential in the earlier prototypes of this film. And in a world where we have Chucky, this kind of felt like a regression, right? And if this was for a younger audience, then the themes were too nuanced for a younger audience to understand it. But the, 100%. But the maturity of the themes weren't fully realized because of that. So again, I would say go back to the market research and let's try and understand who this is for. I could not have put that better myself. Like it felt very lost by the end of it. I was like, who is this for? Because it felt, it alienated the super horror heads. Or are we the equivalent of the bronies? Are we taking up space in a young... <laughs> no, well, really... <laughs> Let's 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 evaluate ourselves. Are we taking up space in a young fan base? Maybe that's what this film was supposed to be. But I, I'm hard pressed to to understand if you also want adults to watch this film and some of us have grown up with Chucky like you, or most recently fallen in love with Chucky like me, it doesn't do to serve well this film. It doesn't. I think, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And, and, and I hope, and I reckon this is just somewhere, someone up there thinking, oh, we need to make it open to everyone. This is quite a cool idea, gah. Open source Megan? Open source Megan, man. Um, <laughs> I want to I wanna touch on something that you said. Um, and friends and lovers, we did enjoy the film. It just seems like this is the discussion we're having today. No, we enjoyed the movie, but the qualm is... We expected so much more from it. We expected it to be our Chucky yeah. when in reality, I'd, by the end of this year, I'd probably forget that I watched Megan. I'd feel wow. like, oh, yeah, it's good. But am I really looking forward for a sequel if it's still PG? Probably not. I'm not, not. even thinking about a sequel, to be perfectly honest. Let films be films. Bloody hell no. You're the journalist that asks Michael Jordan what's next after he wins all the championships. <laughs> Like just see, and that's me making a sports reference that I don't understand. But like my, I want to go back to something that you mentioned before we dive into the actual film. You you mentioned it a couple of times how it's too general, and I just want to clarify: Do you mean general because all ages can watch it, or all types of people, not just like dull horror heads? For example, again, that sounds like a January six. Doesn't sound like a great group of people. I think all ages. Okay. And it's more th- those very little sort of bloody scenes. You know, it felt very, it felt like very early Dragon Ball where you'd get stabbed and no blood would sort of appear. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, cool. I think it was that Sam Worthington movie, Clash of the Titans, where the blood was like gold to do away with the rating. Mm. 
Yeah, like, in as much as I enjoyed the movie, I felt like there's just a missed opportunity for me to be a Megan head and to feel that I'd want more from this. Megan head sounds like the crew in jail that wouldn't let you be friends with them. (laughs) (laughs) I I wouldn't even be hanging out with anyone because I'd be holding T-Bug's pocket. Well, in some case, you're hanging out for something. (laughs) Prison break, friends and lovers. We promise eventually um, we will cover it. But let's get into the themes um, of the film. And we've kind of we've kind of talked about it, but I want to talk about the Battle of the Dolls. Um, Or I guess you kind of already summarized it and saying you don't see yourself remembering this film. Better question, better Uh question. If an R-rated cut does get released, do you then give graces or does it just make you more mad that this is what it could have been? It'd probably make me more mad. Okay. That it had so much potential and legs and it took it away. You know, even the metaverse now you have legs. So I don't (laughs) see the reason why you'd cut them off. Megan got legs. Yeah. She got the Megan knees. (laughs) Um, it'd probably be a situation where, you know, how it got a Zack Snyder cut mm-hmm. and you're like, where was this? Because the movie made so much more sense. Yeah. But I think there were special circumstances. I agree. Around Those, the film. True. I think it's, this is the opposite of where we heard that Tarantino had a rougher cut of Django and we're like, yeah, nah, we don't need that. Bro. Yeah. That's some things we don't want to see. <laughs> 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 There'll probably be a 30 second, a 30 minute cut of Doctanian being tortured. Exactly. No, we don't want that. Exactly. Um, okay, well, I guess it's it's a tall order because, you know, Don Mancini has done a beautiful thing and continues to do many beautiful things um, with the Chucky franchise. Some might not agree, but we fucking love the TV show. There's a reason why it's spanned so many years. Yeah. It's his vision and him wanting to not hold back and knowing that in as much as it'll push people off or some people off, you'd get a really huge following. We want to be, Yeah. That would be super chucky funds. Or as Americans say, niche. Yeah. You got to get it to the the niche. Yeah. You know, uh, outside of that, then what are we doing here? I think you just need to commit. Like whatever you're going to say, whether it's Rob Zombie cut or otherwise, like you need to say it with your full chest. And I guess while we're talking about, you know, Chucky, the my my favorite moments in Chucky are the campy ones, like Seed of Chucky. Beautiful, right? Yeah, so- and, and there's a reason why people are not on Facebook anymore. Because you've got everyone on there. Your aunties, your uncles, your whatever's. Wow, you really are the emo MySpace gal, aren't you? <laughs> Wow. Do you still have your Tumblr roti? Yeah. Even when they banned your favorite content? Oh, sad day, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a lot of campiness in Megan, which I really enjoyed. So you have a film that has a lot of camp in it, in Megan. It's a film that isn't as gory due to the rating, but how does it have less heart than Chucky? As ridiculous as a character as Chucky is, there's a lot of fucking heart that goes into, as you say, decades long of love and splooshes to the franchise. Because I really didn't feel like there was a lot of heart in this. Yeah, like even 
Okay, so here, here's another qualm, right? We know they're trying to make this a PG movie, right? All ages. The score and the music in this is from way back in the 90s where most people who they're trying to cater for right now won't even fucking understand what this, what this song is. What is this? Okay, OT Gran Torino. <laughs> Are you yelling at furniture as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just the expectation that I had going in. And maybe that's fully on me. Um, but there were definitely moments where I loved the movie. You know, um, Ronnie Chang's David character was amazing. Alison Williams, what can we say about her? That I think she brings a lot of heart to this movie. I know you said you didn't feel like those heart, but I felt like she brought emotion and feeling to this. Okay, well, well, let, let's move on from that and we'll go to one of the other themes that I have because it kind of covers what you're saying now. And it's it, it's kind of the same sort of sentiment that you see, you know, even in the 80s where they talk about AI slash robots, you know, taking over the function of humans. And there was a particular sentiment about AI or Megan in particular replacing parenting. I want to get your thoughts on it, but I also want to share Gemma's character. I didn't like, and I, I I guess, you know, like the therapist was there for Megan. I absolutely understand that. I didn't like how easy they leaned into the ha ha, she's an adult and she has collectibles type of narrative, you know, like, can we mm. get some sort of depth? And also at the same time, yes, it happens to be collectibles, but at the end of the day, Gemma holds some sort of sentiment to it. So it's okay for her that she wants to create that space between Megan and her. True, I 100% agree with you on that. Like, what if it was a stolen Benin artifact that was previously in the British Museum and Megan wanted to play with it? <laughs> Come through, Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. Like, far be it from me to look for depth in this specific sort of storyline. But I also didn't like how, I think it was Tess when they were in the lab and Tess was like, this is replacing parenting. And it's like, are you also the one during industrialization yelling about how cars are going to take over horses as well? Fuck off. <laughs> like grow up. And at the same time, there can be different levels of parenting and no shade for no shade. But there are many parents that throw iPads at their kids too. Mel Gibby style, True. Naomi Campbell style. You can decide. I understand the concern that, hey, you can delegate everything that is to be apparent to AI. Cool. I can understand that sort of facet of this. I don't know. Some seem to delegate it to teachers to parent their children. Say less. <laughs> or the TikTokers. Yeah. Like there's always a version of something that right now, be it like you said, TikTok, parent, teachers, you know, even when during the pandemic, we, we people realize just how much teachers actually do part of the parenting where Dicks. parents are like, what the fuck? Dicks. What is this? Yeah. You know, so it's not to say just because Megan is AI that it's bad. No, there'll always be different forms or something that where Katie would always need from Gemma in one form or another. Yeah. You know? Friends and lovers, you can neglect your kids in traditional ways too. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Man, like children are meant to be seen, you know, in a, in a typical African household, not hard. Mm -hmm. So... All this growing up and watching TV and seeing how kids were with their parents, I was like, what is this? You know, it, there's a reason why Megan's not black. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I know what you mean when you say you wanted to be more niche, hey? 
<laughs> we'll probably get we'll probably get complaints about there no black dolls. What do you mean? <laughs> There's no black AI. <laughs> Sunlight doesn't go through that, man. <laughs> the filter doesn't recognize it. Oh, fact. While we're here, I'm very much looking forward to American Auto season two coming out soon. Yeah. They had a very funny storyline about racist AI and smart cars. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> it seems like we have very strong opinions about the replacing of parenting, um, you know, in this film, but also wasn't necessarily dug deep or explored it to anything beneath the surface. So really any further discussion is just depth we're going to be giving it, right? Yep. Something I do want to um, talk about is the childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Because I did feel emotional um, watching, I, I would say, earlier parts of the film. Um, and a lot of it had to do with Katie processing. You're not about to Will Smith slap me like she slapped Alison Williams. <laughs> <laughs> bruh. Bruh. I guess otherwise she couldn't be black because that doesn't happen. <laughs> that doesn't happen. You know, Katie wouldn't be here anymore. Katie, yeah. <laughs> Katie disappears and Gemma blames it on Megan. Yep. <laughs> There's a killer here, I am, guys. <laughs> wow. There's a killer Kill the AI. dog to cover it up. Yeah. Man. Wow. <laughs> Fact. You can't just say facts in this. But yes, I, I think it's becoming increasingly clear that Megan can't be black. Yeah, like that just doesn't happen. Oh, but if we do have a black Megan as a spinoff, can it be Regina King? Yes, please. And she'll just get out of the way. <laughs> Boondocks reference, friends and lovers. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's lay a little bit more love for the actors in the film. Um, and then we're going to finish off with a theme that I have. Um, we kind of talked about Alison Williams, but I would say she is she's understated in a lot of ways. And I think because of the nuance that she brings, her performances might not be given its due. Uh, yeah. Like, like because it feels so effortless and natural, it might not necessarily get the praise that I guess other actresses might get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's a reason why she excels in these roles. Oh yes. And it comes off as, like you said, effortless. But the level of a performance she gives is un- so understated. It- it's fucking wild. Yeah. When she was, like, even if you think of Get Out. Yeah. Outside of Kaluuya's exciting and brilliant performance. I know it was um, Katie's up and comer. Mm-hmm. But Alison Williams in that as well. You know, yeah. we- I didn't hear a lot of praise for her. It was more, man, this shit wild. This is not the Rainbow Coalition. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you feel the need to take up the plight for her character, but cool. No, I'm just saying. Were you in one of the photographs and get out? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the grandpapa. (laughs) I absolutely understand um, what you're saying. And, you know, I will always talk about Ronnie Cheng, friends and lovers. I said I would open a petition for Ronnie Cheng to play Shang-Chi in Shang-Chi 2. And I'm also going to open a petition for Ronnie Cheng to play Megan in Megan 2. <laughs> you're silly. We can have we can have an Asian Megan. We can. I will leave the floor for my Asian friends and lovers because I'm a PI, but I'm not an AA. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right, bring your PI card up here. 
<laughs> you don't get a brown Megan. You know why? <laughs> why? Lack of representation. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> we laugh, but it's still sad, friends and lovers. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I found David's character um quite hilarious. I think I chuckled most of the time he was on screen. And he had the line about kicking Hasbro in the nuts or something like that. Yeah. Oh, look at you now. Yeah. Lacking meta conversations when it's only coming from Roddy Chang's mouth. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> from thine babe's lips to my ears. Wow. Yeah, but I found him interesting. I think he, he sort of acted as that. Comic relief, which is cool. When you have celebrity talent that perhaps aren't necessarily actors first, but I would say international student Ronnie Cheng, when he was still here, even though he besmirches Australian TV and film, which he absolutely should, um, that was a very good series and he's a very good actor. But usually when you have talent that aren't necessarily known for their acting, they can become a bit cardboard or, you know, maybe not offer a lot or maybe stick out like a sore thumb. But the way this script was written, the way that Ronnie Chang performed it, when you bring someone like Ronnie Chang in, you've got that snarkiness. You've got Mm. that snideness. And it was really a lot. I had so much fun watching him in this film. Um, Again, there was just some, there was just some missing tones that would have made this a whole, wholly realized film. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that. Let's quickly talk about Tess and Cole. They were kind of, I don't know, they didn't really get a lot of time on screen. Tess was kind of just whining every time. No offense. The whining woman is an important role in film industry, man. You know why? Mm. Too much representation. (laughs) (laughs) Promising whining women, am I right? You said it. (laughs) You started it. (laughs) Um. Do you think they offered anything in any way? I would say because they are creating realities and and AI that I would never be able to comprehend, I still fight with our smart home devices trying to get the right information. Um, I feel like they were too dumb in moments that would render them smart. Yeah, they were, so, they were too slow to realize that, A, something was wrong. Yeah. Especially when it's all evidence-based. Yeah. Gemma was like... Here's the data. And they're like, yeah, now nah, it's not going to work. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that. Yeah. So you see everything. You, you helped build this thing. Yeah. And yet it takes you, you know, buy-in is so, is so important. You need to jump in. And then you get these two characters who are questioning Gemma every turn and point. Yeah. And did they even help build it or not? They did. They did. Apart from Cole's sort of ridiculous nonsense where he forgot to put some gadget in Megan, which caused an explosion. Yeah. You know, that's how we were introduced to them, like the fumbling assistant idiots. Scrappy-Doo or the new Velma? Uh, Scrappy-Doo would be too harsh, so the new Velma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they didn't really add anything to the show. And the fact that they both survived at the end yeah. is kind of wild. Yeah. Especially when Megan is supposed to be this, she is this AI. Well, I ultimate, think, if she wants to kill you, you're dead. Yeah, but she was only programmed to protect Katie. So if they weren't not at the end, her, she was like yeah. going through and killing. She, she was like, I don't care. But do you see how I'm not earnestly trying to break down these sort of threads? There's even um, Kurt as well, being mm-hmm. the being the smarmy Fialtis. 
<laughs> to our Ronnie Chang. Like, I don't know. And maybe maybe it was to get away with because the, they knew or they were hoping for a lower rating. So it wasn't going to give us full resolution to the storylines. Um, or maybe it's just because I I feel like it failed to deliver. So it's hard to pick at the bones, you know? Yeah. Um, you can't scavenge something that is already bare bone. Mm. So... Shenzi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might think I'm referencing Lion King, but what did I just do, OT? You just call me stupid. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're not then. <laughs> Maybe Megan can be Kenyan specifically. That will make the movie 10 times more interesting. Right off the bat. Good, because I'm selling your voice podcast to James Wan. <laughs> it's in progress. Mm-hmm. It's Dero Lindo 3.0. Wow. <laughs> Uh, well, let's finish off with this theme and it, it becomes, depending on the film, like Riders of Justice, it becomes a triumphant exaltation. Um, in other instances, like Shang-Chi, for example, um, it becomes a disappointment. And I'm talking about the power of friendship. I want to talk about like the ending plot for this film. I didn't necessarily care to talk a lot about storylines, but this one I want to talk about in particular. Um, we were introduced to like the first sort of iteration of like a robotic still controlled um you know through those gloves but it, it's the first sort of robotic project that Gemma does in university right mm-hmm. come on ot we we've we've been around this merry-go-round we've been on this rodeo many times you knew that that robot was going to save the day right yeah yeah like and that, and this is where it's hard right because if 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 you bring in expectation plus predictability, then what do you end up with at the end of it? And I don't really want to look at Megan through that lens. Then for something that I saw, I truly did enjoy to a degree. And oh. I really wish that it was more. I knew for a fact that the minute they introduced that robot and she was explaining it to Megan in so in such a technical level, I want yeah. it component does and what mm. it, and how it functions and it can smell yeah i knew it was important as hell yeah for for the moment you knew that she needed to remember this yeah you know they panned in zoomed in a bit yeah you know but it is what it is and i think and i think the the sort of final battle in as much as it was predictable i, I found it a bit ex, not exciting exciting is too strong a word I enjoyed it to a degree. It was fun seeing Megan go head to head with just a robot, you know, and see how it will just shred her to bits. You know what also makes me sad is there are so many fun giggle gaggle moments um, in this film. But when, like for me, it's like there are too many qualms, quarrels and quandaries to get through that we don't even get to live and satiate ourselves because, you know, first off, I have a gripe because they didn't even have Ronnie Chang in the first trailer. Um, and second of all, it was good to know that the reason the initiation of the dance was in reaction to Ronnie Chang's character. Mm. So I don't know. There were many delicious moments um, in this film, but neither does a delicious moment of a film make. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sad, isn't it? Yeah, I was. Yeah, and at the end of it, you see it here thinking, you know, when we knew this was coming, and I wanted to recapture that moment. Yeah, you know, if it was in our reverse prima noctis, this 
it wouldn't be a reverse premium notice of the first moment I watched this. It would be the first moment I watched the trailer and what joy I got <laughs> from it. We're not doing awards categories with trailers, OT. We should. There's a, there's a, there's a niche for it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've been listening, friends and lovers, when OT says niche, he means something else. <laughs> <laughs> There's colorism in niches, friends and lovers. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, friends and lovers, for joining us another week in the four-year reference household. We're going to finish off in a segment we call Four Reference. OT. It will be remiss if I didn't reference Chucky. Ooh. It's one of my favorites. The avid listeners know this already, and it, it won't disappoint you. It will play around with everything it can. It will push the boundaries of what you think is deemable and acceptable. Mm. And what is even just funny, yeah. you know, they'll be hit and miss, but they won't shy away. Mm-hmm. And that's what we wanted, you know, and Hopefully they follow the Chucky blueprint because there's a gem yet to be uncovered with Megan. Nice. Um, I guess closing off this episode in general, which will roll into this recommendation, um, I would say as lovers of the Chucky franchise, we were already bought into the premise of a balls-to-the-wall doll thriller. Mm-hmm. He had me a balls to the wall. And if I may quote Woodhouse, she is, quote, tripping balls. <laughs> I made a reference inside of my recommendation, but that's not, I'm not referencing Archer. Um, I would take a balls to the wall. And would you believe it's an in-between Ben balls to the wall reference? Because Ben loves Chucky. He also loves Takashi Mika's visitor cue. <laughs> Yo, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Am I crazy or am I just elevated, man? So I would would recommend Visitor Q. If you can get your nasty hands on it, friends and lovers, you will understand exactly what I'm saying about being ready for it to go balls to the wall and being ready for the ride. I don't think you can be ready for that, but you know what? More power to you. If you'd like to ask Oti where his Megan heads were on January 6th, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ForYourFPod. Write us an email at hellofpodcast.com. We're also on Ronnie Chang for every film podcast. If you'd like to leave a rating and review. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Yeah.